What's going on, world? Jack of all spades, CLT. I did not get my back like, but we back and better than ever. I am the beloved one, DJ Spellman. To my left, we have the pride of Africa, King Wabibi. Yes, it's Ken Wabibi, pride of Africa. I want to shout out Cameroon. Also, shout out Calvin, the bartender. Calvin, the bartender. Big up Calvin in Cameroon. Cameroon. To my right, we have Banks on the beat. Yep, Banks, Blue Water Banks, Fat Boy Tires, all that. 3700. The hub, you know it. All right, all right. And today, our special guest who came in through the back door, we have Yashira. Good luck, Mihia. My man, that sound is sus. I'm coming from the back no, door. No, <laughs> Wu-Tang Clan. Come on now, you Wu-Tang Clan. Come on now. Gravel pit. Protect your neck. Yeah. One time for Raekwon the chef, man. There's a lot right. of backdoor references. So. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. I forgot it is 2020, so things are a little bit different oh, nowadays. Yeah. I mean, teach his own. <laughs> Get away Straight up. In. Straight up. But how are you feeling today, madam? I'm feeling fantastic. Glad that this rain has subsided. True right. that, you true know, that. I'm missing football to be hanging out with you guys, so make it worth my while. Just kidding. We I'm appreciate the love. We appreciate the love. <laughs> <laughs> so to get to kick things to kick things off. You are a DMV native, and for those who do not know, we're talking about D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. Word up. Word up, word up. You are a proud Afro-Latina. I am. All right. Big up todo gente puertorriqueña. Okay. There she go. Yeah. There she go. Yeah. We got it on the, on the sound check. All right. <laughs> all right. Yo, and by the way, we start off all of our podcasts by giving our guests their flowers. So to start off with you, founder of Creative Consultant CLT. Grey Goose cocktail winner, mm. mixologist at the Crunkleton, which I visited, you know, uh. big up. Um, QC Nerve interview, creator of Champagne and Chicken. Tell us, how did you get your start in the service industry? Um, I was a waitress at a family-style sports restaurant, and in Virginia, uh, if you're under 21, you can't serve alcohol to your table. Therefore, being sports-driven, games of all kinds, especially because you have uh, George Mason University. Out there, there was a lot of college uh, basketball, not football, which I learned down here in the South. College football is like a thing, and it's serious as hell. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I was realizing, I'm like, I'm not able to touch my tables as much, and so I wanted to make sure that I was earning my money because people wanted to justify and be like, oh, she barely came over here. So why the hell am I going to tip her and Mm -hmm. stuff? So um, I looked up bartending school, went to Arlington, Virginia, did that for like two weeks, two weeks. They help you get placed in jobs. And my first job was out in Maryland. I was still 20 and they allowed me to still bartend. Big up. (laughs) We won't say the name of the organization, but big up. We definitely (laughs) not. (laughs) But yeah, that's how I started. I wanted to earn my money and wanted to advance and, Ultimately, anybody's been in the service industry. Before you get to the bar, you're you're doing other jobs. There's no way that out of just even doing bartending school, they'd be like, "Okay, cool, let's put you behind the bar." That's a negative. Like mm. you have to pay your dues, if you will. Gotta earn that. Okay. Yep. Hmm. Well, first thing first, rest in peace, Uncle Phil. For real. <laughs> For real. Yeah. Oh, another thing too, because Banks mentioned Crunkleton. I gotta say this little plug. So that's me and my girlfriend's spot. Crunkleton, we go there. Oh, where? So when you fuck up, that's where you take her? No, 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 no. He's thinking, oh shit, no, good no, idea. No, no, no. Good idea. Good idea though, but nah, we subconsciously. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's a good vibe when we go out there every time. Yeah. But um, 
Now, what are your stance on the bartender versus mixologist debate? And do you think it's an uh, insult to mix the two? At times, I feel a little offended mm-hmm. when I get reference to a bartender. But let me let me break it down. So I feel like before you even can become a mixologist, you have to be a bartender, right? So just like I had previously mentioned how you have to pay your dues before you can make it behind the bar, it's the same thing. So bartending, um, some people will say that a bartender uh, cares about their customer more and a mixologist cares more about the cocktail. Hmm. So um, I am a mixologist. I like to be referenced as a mixologist. I've paid my dues. I've done the high volume. I've done the Jack and Cokes, Henny and Cokes <laughs> to the death of me in That's Long Island. What the fuck? Like, why are we still drinking those? <laughs> but it's one of those things that I'm like, I definitely am a chef. Like, we have to mm. consider flavor profiles what mixes with what, what pairs with what. And I feel like that's what makes it a craft cocktail. I'm spending my time on the details and what makes this cocktail more. So, um, yeah, I like the reference of mixologist, but at the end of the day, um, we're all bartenders. You can't have one without the other. Okay. Okay. Now, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, that's a party. Oh, no, that was serious. Yeah, yeah that's not serious professional. Like, I, <laughs> put your mask right? back on. Sound like a principal. Like, I'm getting in trouble. Um, alcohol is the most... <laughs> important part of the function so uh what is the perks of being you know the part the, the part of the life of the party i guess you might say um in this job you indirectly have to people watch right mm-hmm. so because you are responsible about alcohol you need to make sure everybody's okay yeah um you have to kind of keep tabs as to how much everybody's drinking mm-hmm. but one thing that i really like is when you see People that are a little uncomfortable and they need that liquid courage, and then they start they turn up, peeling up. <laughs> yeah. You know, what I mean? and you see the layers of them. They're like, now they're getting a little bit more comfortable. Um, one thing that you always have to be con- uh, conscious about is we have a lot of dating apps, and unfortunately, some people are uh, what is it, catfishing? Yeah. Um, so um, at the Crunkleton, we have a code where we say Agnes. If you want an Agnes cocktail, it's basically, hey, get me the fuck out of here. Oh. Like, help me out. So that's another aspect. Um, I feel like at times I come to the wayside of understanding that I have to be very attentive to make sure nobody's trying to drug anybody else or somebody leaves their table. I want to make sure that I'm covering their drink. Mm-hmm. You know, there you have to have your head on a swivel. I do that in life. So that's nothing to me, but other people don't, you know, pay attention to those right. details. And so um, there's a lot of fun aspects. I got like really serious with it, but there is fun aspects. You're people watching the whole time. Like you see guys completely being jackasses <laughs> trying to get that girl, you know, and she's politely saying no and he won't get the clue. <laughs> so that turned mm-hmm. down from a distance. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so laughing I'm, at other people's fame. Yeah. Right. I'm wondering, so how many Agnes calls you had to answer? <laughs> oh, uh, since I've been there, I have not. None? Okay. No. Ooh, that's good. But what also <laughs> right. ends up happening, I'll have girlfriends and be like, yo, sure, are you working? So I already get the heads up. And so I already know that they're already on a date. So um, then I'm kind of like vibing. And I don't let them know that I know, obviously. Yeah. So, cool. yeah. Now, you talk about remixing cocktails. So uh, can you tell our listeners what that means, that concept of remixing cocktails? Sure. So I went to uh, Tales of the Cocktail, which is a cocktail enthusiast and industry event in New Orleans. And um, we had an event that was sponsored by Ducey. And it was a class. We had the uh, brand ambassador, uh, Sully, and he was talking about the brand and about remixing. And later after that cocktail event, 
there was a luncheon and DJ Ninth Wonder was there. Oh, so big it big was guy. so dope. So he was talking about that. You know he's been in the game forever. So his catalog is extensive. Mm-hmm. So he's talking about how you mix one song to the another. If it's not the BPMs that you're matching, it's the flow, like or the word, the message, the right. vibe, and obviously being conscious of your crowd and how you can change from one flow to another another genre to another so with that being said us as mixologists we're doing the same thing so for example a sidecar is a uh, classic cocktail is traditionally with a cognac um, with lemon juice and triple sec Um, and that event in particular we uh, before the luncheon I made a remix of it and I used passion fruit passion fruit is one of my favorite uh, fruits super tropical super sweet and i feel like it's very versatile so my remix of a sidecar was with douce um in the cognac then i used lemon and passion fruit as my citrus and then for your triple sec um i ended up using grand marnier so essentially i'm still using the basis (laughs) of what makes that cocktail but i remixed it by adding something else or switching something something else out so that's what we a lot of mixologists if we're put on the spot let's say somebody says hey i like a french 75 which is usually a gin base they're like but i really don't like gin i'm either taking that opportunity to educate them on gin or find what they don't like about gin and say hey i know a gin that you more than likely are gonna like or i go ahead and switch it up and do it with a vodka and that's still remixing Mm -hmm. the cocktail right so i got a question so what gin you like best for you negroni I'm a Negroni fan. You know, that, again, I need to find out what you really like about the gin in order for me to to give a suggestion. So what do you like about a gin? I like mine's dry, like very, very dry. So you like the London style? Yeah. So do you like more of the spices, like the juniper, and where you're getting nah, kind of the, bind, the pine flavor? <laughs> <laughs> See, so that's the thing. Like, nah. So that, that's the thing. Like for me, with my gins, I like mine to be more citrus forward. So mm-hmm. traditionally, you're mm-hmm. still going to get those junipers and flavors, but they're on the back end, so they're mm-hmm. not so predominant, right? So in a Negroni, I'm going to pick a gin that's more citrus forward than it is more the juniper and the spices. So one that I'm going to shout out that's local from Washington, North Carolina, is a thousand thousand peers gin. It is very citrus forward. There's 22 botanicals in there. And one of the things that I really like is that they use kefifer lime leaves, which is very different, very fragrant, and definitely um, accents the actual citrus that's in there. So you're getting your orange peels, your grapefruit peels, and all that. Damn. But what do I know? You know? Education uh, right now. <laughs> Listeners. Yeah, she's about to bring old Wabibi back. I ain't seen him drunk in a while, and I know it is, it's, it's coming. <laughs> Damn, it sound like you invented the remix. You like Diddy. Yo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that but we need to know in your personal time, what do you drink? Oh, I am a bubbles girl. I love me some champagne, hence why I brought some champagne today um, to make you guys a cocktail because it's also brunch. It's Sunday, you know. Yes, it's yes. Nice, right? the um, So yeah, most most of the time, that's what I'm drinking is bubbles. Uh, but I'm also a moody drinker, and I want to uh, let me explain. So when yeah. I say mood, it's not a, like the emotion; it's just more so of the vibe. Like, yeah, what am I right. feeling? If if I'm eating something, I want to make sure that what I'm drinking is pairing with that. So I'm very right. conscientious. Right. So um, if it's not that, if it's not just champagne by itself, then it's a champagne cocktail. I love me a dirty martini preference with vodka. I know some people are going to shun me on that because technically (laughs) a martini is with gin. Mm. But I love mine completely dirty with um, olives. Okay. Right. Another thing 
you work in an industry typically dominated by white males, depending on its location, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I know there's plenty you could tell us. So, you know, talk to us about some of the things you might have faced in this industry. Well, how much time did we have? <laughs> yeah, all, all, day, <laughs> man, all day, really. Get it off your chest. Tell yeah, them why yeah. you're bad, son. Yo, for real. <laughs> I mean, you know, coming from D- uh, D.C., and coming down here below the Mex- Mason-Dixon line, completely, vastly different. Um, there's a lot of boy club situations out here, and what that means is more so of the same white guys um, that are management positions, and they continuously fuck up. Their rap sheet is shit, and they still get all these fucking opportunities. It's disastrous. I'm like, Seriously? <laughs> I'm like, really? And Charlotte, it's small. Yeah, 100%. Right. That's why I'm not even dating out here. But that's the besides the point. So <laughs> That's part two. That's, that's the next episode, yeah. <laughs> Follow up. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's a lot of the microaggressions, uh, the sexism, uh, the blatant racism, and people want to argue me that it's not. And I'm like, look, again, how much time do you have? Because we yeah. can talk about it. But just overall assholes, I just... I got tired of it. It took me even a while when I first relocated down here to even get a job um, behind a bar. And the only places that would um, hire me, ironically enough, were strip clubs. Hmm. I previously worked at strip clubs. Shout out to Stadium in D.C. Shout, oh, yeah. Stadium, <laughs> yes. Hey, they got history. Yeah, yeah they do. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I was at Onyx. Shout out to Onyx in Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. Put me in, but it's just... It was like, there has to be more than this. Like, I can't keep doing fucking Jack and Cokes. Like, I can't. This is too much, you know? So I made my own niche, even in that industry. Um, my drinks, as far as aesthetic and color, and, you know, you in the strip club, if you ever work at a strip club, money talk, point blank, period. So it was a lot of the pain, the DJ, shout me out, tell people to come to my bar. What do you want to drink? I got your drink. And then hitting the bathroom attendant, you good, babe? You need right. a drink? I got you. And it was just more so just getting my regulars to be like, hey, come by. So, you know, um, a lot of girls got upset because people will wait for even a tequila sunrise, which is basic as hell, mm-hmm. from me because the tent is made in the drink. Do you get what I'm saying? You can't just pour. Yeah. Um, so it's... <laughs> I forgot. I'm just like, I got, I got into that shit. I was like, what else am I saying? <laughs> so, yeah, no, that just, that's the only place that'll give me a shot. I finally got my shot behind the bar at a restaurant and just been learning and absor- like absorbing everything and all the other bullshit, having to deal with working on a rooftop when it's cold as fuck, not making yeah. any money. But as soon as it gets hot, they want to put their white bitches up there. And I'm like, yeah, I can't. Mm. I can't. No, I paid my dues, taking all these L's. So now that the money's up here, I need to be up here. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then I quit. I couldn't do it no more. When you're conscious of your energy um, and anything that disturbs it or right. gets you uncomfortable, like you're not going to be in it. 100%. And I hate when jobs try to hold your job over your head. Mm. Yo, I want to punch them in their throat. Like, are you talking? What are you saying right now? Without me, you don't have a job. Are you kidding me? And it's not understanding that the... Um, if I do good, I make you look good. Mm-hmm. So there was this once, uh, this hotel I worked at uptown. I'm not going to name a name, but it has a rooftop bar. And in our lineup, they said, Yosh, we're going to put you in this section. And I looked at him. I'm like, okay, why? 
And they're like, well, some of the girls think it's not fair that you get these t- bigger table sections and stuff. And I'm like, what's not fair about it? I'm consistent. I'm providing a great service. I'm able to turn over and I'm making money. Ain't so I don't point? get it. Yeah. Exactly. But it's these girls that just be ear hustling and be talking into the next dude's ear and be like, yo, what can I do for you to like make sure that I'm good? And then mm-hmm. they start fucking behind the scenes type shit and they keep getting these sections or these VIPs. And I'm like, yo, I'm over this shit. Money talks. And if you're looking at the betterment of the business, if I'm your number one seller and I'm doing this, this, and a third, then you need to put me. I'm the A team. What the fuck are you talking about? 100%. But they, that ego, it's like, who's going to suck my dick for this shit? And it's just like, yeah. that's not nah. what your job is supposed to be about. So, um, and that happens a lot out here in Charlotte. So I got tired of this shit. So I started my own shit. Fuck them. Yeah. Straight up. <laughs> big up to you on that. Big uh, on another note, you were formerly at Lofton Cellar and now the Crunkleton. Shout mm-hmm. out to Crunkleton for putting together a COVID relief fund. Mm-hmm. How has the transition been coming back from a black-owned establishment, especially in the city of Charlotte? Right. So at Lofton Cellar, I was actually consulting there. Okay. So okay. I used that as a stepping stone for when I created. I branched out, um, and I said, well, what am I going to do? And I figure if I put consultation that leaves it vague and still gives me time to kind of like horn in exactly what it is that I want to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, I see the need out here in the service industry in Charlotte to have a consultation for these restaurants. You have these restaurants that still get like a grade C in the health inspection and still are fucking busy as hell. Like, are you, what is going on right now? And is in the midst of COVID. Like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like, this is definitely an opportunity for a small business and particularly a black owned business to go in and be like, look, I can't help your numbers. Point blank, period. Pay me whatever. You know, when I say whatever, like this is the invoice, you're going to pay me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to make shit flip. And yeah. it's up to your management to actually keep that afloat because I'm coming in to put in systems and, and, and figure out logistics for you because it's clearly not getting done. So at Lofton Cellar, I was like, you know, let me use this as a stepping stone. I got reached out to uh, by the bar, the current, not current because it's something different now. But at that time, the bar manager was like, hey, Yosh, I need somebody to help me out bartend certain days. I'm like, okay. I would go in. I'm like, I'm not making any money. So let's figure this out. I want to be here. You know, it don't take me long to get regulars. Uh, but it was only one day that I was able to capitalize on that. So I looked at the owner and I said, hey, I could help you with shit. And that's what I did. We 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 vamped up the health score from like seven points, which is tough. Um, then not only that, we just was a flow and consistency of service as well as um, the chef at the time, Chef Greg Collier, he actually got his James Beard nomination while he was there. And if you guys know anything about the James Beard nom- nomination, that's something that most chefs are striving for. That's like a little bit bef- like under the Michelin star because that's a, a lot that's more intensive. Yeah, right. So sure. to be part of a black-owned establishment, to be part of that time where that chef gets that nomination in itself was huge. Um you know, I started the consultation, and he's like, oh, by the way, we want to start restaurant week. I put a staff together in a week. There was no hiccup during restaurant week. Big up. And that's tough. Yo, I threw up the first night. I was sick. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, these people better not fuck up. Like, this is my ass. I was so nervous. But that just goes to show the passion about it. And we did well. And then, you know, unfortunately, like majority of black-owned businesses, unfortunately, you know, there was not consistency in the money and stuff. And abruptly, we got let go. 
So it sucked. But transitioning into another establishment, Crunkleton has been such a great uh, step as far as my craft and career. So much education there. Um, and Gary Crunkleton has been a, a pioneer in regards to getting North Carolina to get the antique spirit, uh, antique spirits uh certificate if you will in order for us to have that north carolina is a control state so that's why the prices are what they are about that liquor and when you when we were able when outside was open you know and we had the clubs and shit like you had to have your bottles in a cage and stuff because mm -hmm. in dc it's like you buy the bottle that you, you do whatever you do yeah. whatever yeah so um it's been cool but it's you know COVID has changed a lot of things and right now there's been so much proof that most businesses that have been doing for themselves have done and made more money during COVID than anything else. So I'm kind of transitioning out of that uh, respectfully because, I mean, they've been great. But it's also where I'm like, uh, my time is money, and I'd rather invest in myself because if nobody else does it, like, how can I? Yeah, you know? right up. I feel so, you on that. I feel you on that. So you kind of alluded to it earlier, but your skill set is very underrated, and we're not talking about the mixologist part. So sometimes you're a life coach, like you said, looking out for the homegirls, right. you know, Agnes call and all that. Right. But then sometimes <laughs> you got to control yourself from going off on a rude customer. Right. Can you speak on that aspect of your job? <sighs> oh, oh man. <laughs> That's been so it's been so tough because it's like I, this is why I like these masks, because I could be doing all kinds of funny faces and they can't fucking see me. Because <laughs> it's like this nigga really just asked me this shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like what? Um, it's tough with, the, you know, I'd be lying to tell you that it's not without difficulty, but the quickest thing when I'm in an establishment that I'm not managing or have anything to do with it, I run it. Oh, you're unhappy. Let me get a manager for you. That's above my pay grade. I'm not dealing with it. That's what you guys are here for. Handle that shit. Cause I'm not handling it. Right. Mm -hmm. So brief story, um, with, I think it was one of 45. I don't say his name. 45s, um, I think it was like <laughs> a town hall meeting, whatever. It was broadcast. Two guys with MAGA, uh, MAGA hats came in, and I was hella uncomfortable. And when I would turn around behind the bar and they were coming literally to the seats right in front of me, I'm like, well, <laughs> here we go. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, yo, I'm ready. I'm ready to for whatever's going to fucking happen. And the manager, the MOD of the night, he looked at me and like, yo, she got this? I said, I got this. But the fact that he... Looked out and he yeah. looked at me. I already knew being a white man. He was like, "Look, you got this." I'm like, oh, "I got it, I got it." Was I shaking? Yeah, because it's like one of those things. It's like let the right one get me on a good day. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just like, but it's also that line of like I'm at work. But no, uh, they actually made my other guests that were right next to them uncomfortable that they, you know, they closed out and left. So, um, you know, they, they tried me on my bourbon knowledge or asking for suggestions, as most white people do when we're behind the bar. They'll be like, well, what do you know? And it's just like, mm, I know I'm not. Mm. This is what I do. It's like, bitch, what do you do? Do you want me to tell you what you do? Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I hate that shit, but it's part of the job. And what you learn to do is kind of like smile and kind of just give them education and school them real quick. Indirectly, and be like, "Do you have any other questions?" Because I got you. And then they <laughs> shut the a fuck good, up. That's a good feeling, though. Do you get us? Oh feeling. yeah, it is. Especially these older white women. Yo, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I. So you talked about tales of the cocktail, mm -hmm. but you've also been a part of the Iron Bar competition, 
do rag fest mm-hmm. and then serving the culture. Can you talk a little bit more about or let the listeners know? Because I'm sure a lot of people didn't even know about some of these events. Right. Uh, so Tales of the Cocktail alluded. Yeah. Um, Big up New Orleans. Right. That was such a great time. I won the Grey Goose competition that we mentioned earlier. And that was my prize. I was taken to I was able to go to Tales of the Cocktail. So that in itself was such a great experience. Um you don't have to be part of industry to go to that. And I would encourage anybody to go because to the parties that, right? are lit. I they're bet. all yeah, <laughs> they're all um, sponsored by uh, all these uh, liquor uh, companies. And all you have to do is RSVP and show mm. up. So, yeah, I had a great time. There was plans to go in this year. I was going to bring homegirls with me and stuff. And we we're going to make it a thing. But, you know, COVID yeah. had another plan. Um, the Iron Bar competition was actually sponsored by Diageo uh uh, group so shout out to my Diageo reps out here um and that was great um, became a semi-finalist with uh Justin Drinks at Justin Drinks he's actually the bar manager at Leah Louise which is a black owned establishment okay. over in Camp Big North End um and yeah we became semi-finalists and the people that won I was very excited because there are peers uh Britt Clark from dot 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 and Ev Clark from the counter so it's really dope um that they won had that ha- I hosted that after party because it's like Nice. Yeah. Listen, if I if they won, we won. Do you exactly, know what I'm saying? That's exactly right. what it was. Though. Exactly. Yeah. So it was lit. Um, serving the culture is a dining experience that focuses on black chefs and mixologists alike. Our first one was Wu Tang that you guys um, mentioned. <laughs> Wu Tang. Um, before COVID, we were gonna showcase Missy Elliott from VA, which was I was very excited about. Two up, hard. two down, and then Rona. So yeah. it's like one of those things that we're like we're trying to figure out. Well, can we bring this back? Um, but we will. It's coming. Hundred percent. So yeah. I, I definitely. This is more for me. Maybe. A little bit of bangs, maybe not so much YBB, but a big up. <laughs> you were part of the, a dinner event at the 7th Street Market that hosted Jerobi uh, White. Uh-huh. And I'm one of the biggest Tricar Quest fans. So when I seen that, uh-huh. I was like, why didn't I know about this? Right, right, so right. big up. How was that event, though? So that event was actually uh, by Chef Greg Collier. So the Vibes and Vittles, that was his event. Um, at that time, like I said, I was consult, uh, consulting at Lofton Cellar, so that yeah. was the only association with that. But regardless of the matter, it was dope to have him there. Uh, you see, when, you, when we talk about old hip-hop, real, real shit, your crowd is so diverse, which I can appreciate, especially out here in Charlotte. So you yeah. see the older white guys, you see the older like Indian guys, right. you see the older black guys that you didn't think that were kind of down because at the end of the day, it's like, you know, you kind of put perception on how we're like looking at people and be like, what kind of music do you listen to? But <laughs> yeah. that's what makes it so interesting. We had live artists that they were painting and everything. Oh, so man. it was definitely a vibe. Um, he didn't really cook as much, but he was he was there. I mean, yeah. they paid him. Yeah. <laughs> Good gig. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to kind of switch gears. So for me, soy bachatero. Oh, so you see. got salsa, merengue, <laughs> uh-huh. bachata, dembo. Uh-huh. So where do you live at? Oh, um, I think it's funny because... As you get older, you have you got to learn those dances because, like, obviously, <laughs> as you guys, as guys, and I'm pretty sure you could attest to this to your own country music, your mother want to dance. You got to dance. And so grandma, you too. To yeah. learn. Exactly. You and I know my brother feels that way, so you have to learn. So merengue is probably the easiest. Well, no, bachata is the easiest. But it can get difficult. Oh, most it can definitely. Get when, you add, when you add the sazon and adobo and that shit, yes, of course. <laughs> but um, but as far as the basic steps, no, nah, yeah, it's yeah. like bachata and then you got merengue. Salsa gets a lot yeah. trickier. 
Yeah. Um, then both. I mean, again, that like I am with my my drinks. I'm moody. Like we got to figure it out. And there's not too many Latin nights out here in Charlotte. Like it's kind of it's weird. It's yeah. different. More house parties than that. Yeah, mm-hmm. or the restaurants. You know that that like mm-hmm. the Spanish restaurants that yeah. turn into a nightclub. Big up a piece of Havana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, no, it's it's a mood thing. Cause that's the thing. I mind dancing by myself. I like it. And the one thing I will say culturally, anytime we go out to Latin night, I'm getting respectfully asked to dance. And that's one thing that I love about the culture because at the point, because a principal, you could be an old guy and you could be asking me to dance and I'm gonna say yes, because you asked me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And if it don't work out, like I can only make you look so good, Bobby. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't. <laughs> Cut it short, if that's the case. <laughs> you know? We had an article from Thrillist. Uh says the world's next great cocktail cities are Paris, mm-hmm. Singapore, Shanghai, Cape Town, and New Mexico City. Mm-hmm. Mexico City, I'm sorry. Um which one of these would you leave Charlotte for? Singapore. Ooh. Oh, you said that quick. Singapore. I did. So the movie Crazy, uh, what is it? Uh, Crazy Rich, Rich Asians? Asians. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fucking <laughs> love that movie. Um, not to mention, um, there's a series, uh, Westworld. HBO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was filmed in Singapore. Oh, so the one thing about Singapore is super futuristic. A, B, it's one of the clean, like cleanest ass places to fucking go. So to me, I mean, I could, I would hope I'd be able to bag an agent with money. I mean, yeah. No, I've always been uh, interested in Asian culture. So my name is technically Japanese. Um, and I feel like subconsciously I've always been kind of attracted to that. Uh, <laughs> my biggest tattoo on me is actually a koi fish. Uh, my mom looks at me and especially when I'm eating with chopsticks and I'm like so effortless. And she goes, I just eat do you know how to China? Like, so I'm like, <laughs> you did this. <laughs> and I'm like, uh. But no, I've always been fascinated with Asian culture. Um, so yeah, I think that would be definitely the move there. You know, America think America is the biggest bully. Like, it has a Napoleon complex when you're you're comparing to everything else that's happening in the world. Uh, there's so much greater things. Yeah. It's kind of like comparison of Samsung and Apple. Apple be jacking everything Samsung does. You could fight me on this. There's article. Right. I was gonna say there's you're articles right. on yeah. this. You know what I mean? There's their um, iPhones have jacked the screen or whatever. There's been a lot of cases between you know court cases and stuff like that. So suing each other. But yeah, no, I'm Samsung, Singapore, Asian, that way. Hundred percent. Except my cars. All right. <laughs> 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 so moving on, we're gonna touch on your IG for the next couple of questions, but. All these vocabulary words that you got on your IG. Now, uh-huh. we, we definitely love it, how you connected words like determination, focus, entrepreneur, and, of course, Wu-Tang to your life. Mm-hmm. Now, what made you do that? Because that was so creative in our perspective. Man, it's so hard to come up with captions. Uh, <laughs> you I mean, the way you did this shit. And so that's why I was like, if I get at least a word, I'm able to kind of flow and kind of say mm-hmm. something. Okay. And so mm-hmm. I started that, and I stopped it. So do you guys think I should... No, nah, I, 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 I think you should. I think you should. Okay, so I need to keep. Oh, we could do I'm a vote. We can put content. a vote. Yeah, I know. I should probably put a poll. Yeah. on this. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out because the digital space is so interesting, and I'm trying to capitalize. You know, I, you know, AKA make money off of it. So I'm yeah. trying to figure figure those things out. I'm trying to iron all those things out this fourth quarter so that 2021, it's like you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. I'm making money from everywhere. I feel, well, we do know a guy. We had uh, on a. 
previous guest, mm -hmm. the influencer attorney. So he's good with all that I kind know, of stuff. I know. I checked that out. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm very excited because intellectual property is one thing that we talk about um, a lot. And yeah. it's just like, how are you able to kind of protect that? Yeah. Big up um, Rob Bobby Robinson. Yeah. Big him up. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm aware. I listened. Hey, <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> So we got another IG post. Uh -huh. This is uh, March 28, 2019. Mm -hmm. uh, you had the ultimate mic drop. I'm going to try to get this right because when, when things get worried, they get kind of dicey. <laughs> so I'm going to try to get this right. You got it, boy. You got it, man. We're going to big you up, man. You got it. Right? Um, so you said, quote, mm -hmm. the race I'm concerned about is the human race, period. Period. Big up city girls. Mm -hmm. But speak on that. So... While you cut that fruit. Yeah. So, so lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> multitasking, multitasking. Yeah, so the one thing that I noticed when I moved down here that a lot of people were unfamiliar with the term Afro-Latino or yes. Latinx, um, Afro-Latinx. And essentially, I find myself kind of getting in these discussions where I'm like, why does it have to be about a color? What does it have to be about anything else when honestly like just treat people how the hell you want to get be treated and this is why anytime i could be around children i can appreciate it because their honesty is unfiltered correct like i love it um so i said that to say it's always going to be a losing battle right you want to believe that certain things that you do matter um and unfortunately unless somebody wants to actually learn certain things is it really going to be applicable Correct. So to me, when we're looking about this year and how heavy it's been emotionally, all these deaths, um, Vanessa too, this I feel like at the same time that Brianna Taylor, you know, her her I don't know how to do she was murdered. Yeah, Just her murder. Period, she was her point, murder, just right. Say what it is. Um also Van Vanessa, uh the one that was in, in the art. Yeah. yeah. It's just it's so fucking sad to hear this shit. And then that 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 base is still open and operating and there's still so many people of color, both men and women, being slaughtered there. And so I said that it was just like at the end of the day, why can't it be about just the the good about just having make sure people are fucking okay? And the reality is is like we still have uh, women, men, and children in the border. And not to mention, the women are being forced into a hysterectomy. Like, they're mm. basically sterilizing. Um, as we even talk about what they're doing in Africa with any fucking vi uh, virus and shit, and a lot of European men, they were like, no, oh, let's just take the virus over there to fucking test it. And it's just like, crazy. no. And then you get these people that are, um, I don't want I don't want to use that word, but people that are basically betraying their integrity and their people for money. And that's just what mm -hmm. fucking happens. Right. 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 So, um, it just should be about like making sure everybody's okay. And that was another reason why I wanted to go to Singapore. Motherfuckers mind their business over there. There's no <laughs> crimes over there. You know, they chilling. They, they've been wearing masks. Like mm -hmm. it yeah, was culturally. Sure. Cause like if yeah. I'm sick, I'm wearing a mask because I want to make sure that you don't get sick. So they're so selfless and understanding of, of their surrounding and their people that are around. And I feel like over here it's too much of me, 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 oh, me shit. Yeah, and it's annoying as fuck. Yeah, that's America for you. Yeah. Yeah, this yep. is America. <laughs> yeah. We're going to take a turn. We got Coquito talk right I, now. I, I, oh, my gosh. You know, you know, you I know. Do. Now, since you're Puerto Rican, I know it hits a little bit differently. <laughs> yeah. You know, we got a connection over here. Uh -huh. But along with that, um, can you explain to us, and our listeners, what that is. Not only that, I know you got your own 
version or you know something from the family that's a little bit deeper rooted. I know you put your foot in it or something you, like. Well, so um, <laughs> every year I make coquito and I sell it because duh. Right. Let us know, please. Right. I will. I will. Um, but I think what's been more uh, consistent is people asking for diet restricted uh, coquito. So I uh. eat like making it vegan all the way. Mm. So um, that's been interesting and expensive as fuck. Uh, but no, I actually I keep it as traditional as possible. I do not add egg into mine because traditionally you do to make it more. I mean, it's like an eggnog. It's yeah, right. Rican eggnog. Um but, um, yeah, no, I haven't tried any other flavors. I was thinking about doing that this year. I have a cousin um, back home that he infuses it with uh, cannab- uh, cannaboid. How you say it? Like cannabis. Like cannabis. Yeah. Cannabis. Yeah. cannabis. Oh, look at the cannabis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Spanish. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> My friends would be like, yo, what? <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. Look, I grew up Latino, so I can <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Fun no. fact. <laughs> yeah, so he does that, and then he has pistachio. Some have made it with, like, the pumpkin spice flavor, you know, basic bitch shit. But, yeah, no, I don't know. Uh, Yo, I love this filter. <laughs> <laughs> I love the energy. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, that's Latino. You, look, that you better find out. Uh, <laughs> right. Off the hip. Okay, but, yeah. <laughs> No, but for real. No, no. So, but, no, I always, every year, make some to sell. I mean, technically, it's illegal, but whatever. <laughs> I get it how you live. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Keep us on that list though. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get it out to the <laughs> listeners too. Right, mm-hmm. right. Um, if you're following me on Instagram at super underscore Yosh, look into my stories. Ah, there you go. As I pour this champagne. Well, you should be recording right now. We can. That's Marla. You got that thing. No, I'm talking <laughs> on the phone. Like, come <laughs> oh, on, man. Look, uh, I'm talking about questions right for the next question. I'll fumble. <laughs> fumble the bag every time. Look, this is a Jack of All Space CLT exclusive right now. Yeah, right. You know, so what is this uh, concoction that you're making right now? Yes. Um, as I previously mentioned, I really do like passion fruit. We, so yes. <laughs> went ahead and got some passion fruit, uh, nectar, got actual passion fruit, which is crazy that they had it in the store. So I'm really glad about it. So I went ahead and scooped some of that uh, passion fruit seeds and the fruit inside. And like I mentioned about champagne, I went ahead and got some champagne. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, so you got the puree, little actually fresh pulp. And then I'm going to garnish it with the mint to give some aromatics. And then we're going to... Oh, man. Take yeah. the thing out and yeah. try it out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get my question ready. You just angle it out. You put the little fruit in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> little mint stuff. You know, like, get that thing while I answer this question. I'm trying to fumble the bag. But let's see here. Um, so QC Nerd, we had an interview with them. I did. And you talked about not following the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk about has that helped you in life? Like How has that helped you in life, not following the crowd? I want to make sure that I say this right. So I wrote this. I wrote it down. Yes. Uh-oh. Right. <laughs> and I put, oh, okay, that's what it is. So you mm. know the saying, curiosity killed the cat? Yes. So my argument is, if we believe cats have nine lives, did he die? Exclusive, papa. Bars. You live and you learn. Right. So I kind of feel like with my curiosity being brought up super religious, mm-hmm. um, even the church elders knew they were like, oh, this girl, she not with this shit. Catholic? No. Why? Because I'm Spanish and Catholic? I mean, most... <laughs> hey, uh, you know what? When I was growing up, most I Africans are Catholic, and then most Hispanics are African. Yeah, yeah, Catholic yeah. No, I get it. No, no, no. I get it. No, um, I was raised Jehovah Witness. Oh, okay, cool. Right, right. Big so, up. Okay. So, um, you know, it's important, though, like, despite... Oh, shit. My you bad. Good. Despite that I don't necessarily agree with everything i'm glad that i was brought up in something to kind of get the basis exactly and i kind of feel like i definitely didn't understand in my younger uh years that i was protected and still to this day when i think about those scenarios where 
shit could have went bad for me. Yeah. I was like, you know what? That was probably pr- that protection, that angel, that whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even more so now where I feel like my path and my passion for what I do and speaking up for the disparities that we, we face in my industry is my calling mm-hmm. one way or another. Amen. It's Sunday. Yeah, nah, for real. That's powerful. <laughs> Shoot, hey, we're going to get a little bit lighter now. <laughs> right, I know. My bad. My bad. <laughs> all right, so now we have the most popular segment for Jack of All Space CLT. Uh-huh. The listeners love it. It's called Top 5 Dead or Alive, Top and that's just off one LP. Alive. Shout out, Jada. There you go. So, Yosh. Yes. What are the top five things needed to curate a dope event? Oh, the music. And when I say music, I want to make sure that I make this very clear. A DJ needs to read its crowd, period. Ooh. I, you know, I'm not going to put out there, but I feel like a consistency with a lot of DJs out here is that they just play what they want to hear. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And not necessarily paying attention to the crowd. That shit irks the fuck out of me. Or they're so quick to switch from one Ooh, song to another. Now, I'm like, yo, oh, yeah. those classics, you got to, you know. what a little bit. Listen, when Fat Men Scoop, Scoop comes on. <laughs> Brooklyn Asking Clan. if you got if you got a hundred dollar bill, <laughs> put your hands up. Mm-hmm. I want to hear out. all the way. Yeah, I want to hear all the bills. Oh, I want to hear all the bills that he want to talk about. Not drop it and then put it into Faith Evans oh, yeah. type of other song. shit. Yeah. That's the traditional or, transition uh, or or uh, what is it? Engine engine yeah. number yeah. nine. Yeah. <laughs> it's like come on, we've heard let this mix before. Just but let it rock. If you're gonna do it, let it rock. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, the music is definitely one. Uh, drinks, definitely another one, and then women. Oh, yeah, don't even need women, five. Don't right. even need five. <laughs> no, but I'm gonna give you five because I wrote it down. <laughs> and then I got theme and a reason. A theme. I feel like a lot of okay. people, especially now because of COVID, themes are very important. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna plug in my. Uh, what is it? What. When are we going to do all this? And the point is, I'm going to be doing themed virtual happy hours next Wednesday. I'm doing yeah. one uh, okay. themed by the Golden Girls. Okay. Oh, I'm going to be dressed up as Sophia Petrillo. I'm wearing a wig. I'm wearing my glasses oh, with a chain. And I'm going to be teaching y'all how to make some cocktails. Ooh, so without that, themes, that. Okay. Right, no themes, themes and reasons are always a plus. And then the last one is to recap in marketing. What we live mm. in, in right now, everybody has ADD. We're grabbing yes. our phones. It's that FOMO, right? Fear mm-hmm. of missing out. Right. So you need to make sure that recap is awesome everybody reposting shit or whatever because you want to guarantee that people come out for the, the next, next one. no doubt no yeah. doubt so, yeah oh shoot i mean it's, it's about that time but we definitely going to get into this cocktail first before <laughs> we close out no doubt y'all toast up yeah i guess we get it nah not you <laughs> oh uh, no nah, you know i i no, I'm alcohol, I man yeah oh. that's my bad i was supposed to drink we don't need the water. Hey, Marlo, right now. hold on, get up in here. Cheers, 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 everybody. Headphones coming off. Oh, that's good. How we tasting? How we good? Oh, that's good. That's oh, good. Man. Mm. All right, all right, all right. Man, that's necessary. All right, so that's a Jack of All Space CLT first. Yes. Yosh doing her thing live in studio. Mixologist, please don't confuse it with a bartender. Never. <laughs> <laughs> but before we close out, Yosh, shout out to social media so people can find you. I'm sorry, I was grabbing a sip of this delicious <laughs> cocktail. <laughs> that you made? That I made. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so on Instagram, I am at super underscore Yosh. Website is coming out shortly. My creative consulting, clt.com, is up. I um, still need to revamp that. It's one thing about 
uh, the attorney yes the last uh, yeah Bobby Ross was talking about and it, like we make sure your shit is together yeah, yeah. And I was like man shit so um so right now that's the the main focus the only social media um outlet that I'm really using so I need to get on that Facebook I don't know if I'm doing the Twitter shit that's too much yeah forty five doing this time. Shit. yeah okay yeah. forty five do too much of that and I'm like I don't want to be on that um there's too much influences. And, and having to watch and see all that stuff. So IG is the main uh, way to get in contact with me. Uh, my address is on my profile. So if you guys are feeling inclined to send me any cocktail type products or even your brands of something that's within the industry, I'm totally all for it. Go ahead and send it straight to that address. Um, any inquiries, just send me a message. Damn, that's love right it's there. It's not so a personal listeners. address, right? That's not a, is it? No. Okay, I would hope P.O. Boxes, of course. P.O. Boxes, of course. to flirt that out. <laughs> yeah, it's a PMB. Personal yeah. cool. mailbox. Mm-hmm. I pay for that shit. Yeah. So sure. send me some shit. <laughs> Please send us some shit. <laughs> Drink related, you know, industry related, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Um. T- oh, actually, I might. You know what? I'm gonna plug this. This is an exclusive. This is oh, an exclusive. Listen, Yoshi about to make an OnlyFans. I'm gonna be wearing sexy <laughs> shit and making cocktails. You think I'm playing? Shorty hey. about to make this money. Hey. Listen, <laughs> OnlyFans. You already know what time Jeff, it is. You already be, know. Yeah, I'm gonna be wearing sexy shit. Sexy shit. <laughs> hey. Once again, people, y'all know where to come to for the worldwide exclusives. Yes, yes. <laughs> we got to get a new name, though, a new moniker for the OnlyFans. Super Yosh during the day. What's going to be the name at night? You know what? Consuela was one of them, oh. but that was for cleaning. You should do it like the family guy. You should start dressing and undressing. I'm just That's saying. Not what I'm, listen, I have ideas. I have ideas. I sure enough do. So shout out to any uh, videographer that is mature and can handle hey, this hold on. I know a guy. I know a guy. Do you want know to make sure that I look good? The slow mo of the, the alcohol dripping it happens to hit my breast uh. <laughs> we gotta make this oh, you money you might have to check you know? with uh, fiance first of all I don't want to get you in trouble nah 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 bro nah I need okay let me correction unattached videographer first cause I don't want no static my water. no smoking no smoking <laughs> oh man so look come on Jack of all space nation where else who else going to bring it to y'all like this, man? Y'all know we've been doing this for a year and some change, and we just want to keep growing. You know, the people we're bringing on, amazing people. We we appreciate everybody that's been on. Same with you, Yosh. Thank you for making time for us. Want to shout out to the socials one more time, just in case they missed it. If you missed it, what were you doing? Come on now. So, look, I got you. It's at super underscore, underscore Yosh. Yeah, that, yeah. that Spanish came out. Yeah. Super underscore Yosh. Short for Yoshi. Just follow me on that. I'm going to be Poppington. All right. So it's that time, good people. I am the beloved one. This is YBB, proud of Africa. One more time. Shout out Cameroon and Calvin the chef. Oh, the bartender. God damn it. I messed it up. Oh, it's all good. It's Calvin the bartender. You're not even drinking. I'm not even (laughs) drinking. You see, even Babbo drinking, though. Yeah, terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm Banks. Banks on the beat. Puerto Rican Poppy. Bad boy ties. Oh, we gotta talk banks. about this after. <laughs> hey, shout out Marlo. We can't forget Marlo. Oh, of course, All Jay Marlo behind the scenes, behind the camera. Yes, possibly a new OnlyFans director. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see. For hire. For hire. <laughs> you know. But good people, you know how we close this thing out. We shouted half of that team out earlier. Jerobi Wright, 
A Tribe Called Quest. Rest in peace, Malik Taylor. If you don't know who that is, that's Five Dog. Tell your mother, tell your father, send a telegram. And we out. We out.